Welcome to another episode of Topics of Interest. I am your host, Michaela Starrett, and I think this is episode nine. I want to say I probably should have checked beforehand, but whatever. It doesn't actually matter that much because it will say in the title. Um, but I'm really excited about this one, and I'm going to jump in. I know right off the bat, last episode, I'm not going to say last week because I'm pretty sure I uploaded it this week, but the last episode, oh my god, I have stains on my cheeks whatever. Okay. The last episode that I uploaded about relationships, a little bit of a rambly, kind of like the qualities of person. Honestly, I didn't like it. I re-listened to it and I was like, this is crap, but I'm trying to be consistent. And even if I think it kind of sucks, whatever. Consistency is at this point a little bit more important. And also I find, especially with art or creating like anything type of content, oftentimes I think it's not good enough or it's not great. But that doesn't necessarily reflect how other people are going to feel. That being said, I don't really want to make that necessarily a regular thing. Like, obviously, I want to make sure I'm happy and proud of the content. At the same time, make sure I'm working on that consistency piece. Hence why I ended up uploading that. So that's kind of my thoughts. If you listened to that last episode and you're kind of like, meh, I'm there with you. Okay. If you weren't and everything was fine, solid, no stress, I guess no comment needed. And if you didn't listen to it, then you didn't miss anything. Um, Okay. So today's topic that I'm going to be talking about that is in the title is regarding sexuality and basically a thought bubble that I had like, whew. A couple months ago now, actually, quite a few, probably in July or August. I'm not really sure when. Um, it's now November, so it was several months ago. But it was around the time where basically I wasn't recording anything, but I was thinking about this a lot and the topic of sexuality and specifically the ideas around how we think about female versus male sexuality. Yes, I'm talking in the binary in this case, I'm referring to like this um, Dar- Darwin's theory of of sexual selection and natural selection, hence why. So I'm kind of talking about animals like male, female, like anatomy, uh, not gender. Although I will also preface, I will almost guarantee fuck up saying man and woman instead of male, female. And I'm apologizing in advance and I will do my best to correct myself along the way. So I would like to just point that out. But I'm going to exist in that binary for the most part just because I'm talking a lot about gender socialization and the construct of gender and being socialized as a a man or woman for people but then also the messages that are taught about male and female as a species basically and kind of in connection to here um in connection to history and Darwin's ideas theories of um natural selection and probably many others although that's one that comes to mind first but basically I'm rethinking the topic of sexuality around that and specifically in relation to women um slash females and that gender slash um sex because I am a cis woman so that's the perspective I have and it just that's quite the hefty topic, okay? It is something that's difficult to talk about. It's something that carries so much shame. It's something that I would like to reframe and rethink. And so I have written some notes about this topic. I originally started thinking I would write about porn and I was going to talk about that. And now I'm taking 
I've decided, you know what, I it's such a big topic I could talk about for literally forever. People do their entire degrees on this. So I'm like, okay, we're going to not do that. I'm veering off in a specific direction with my notes. So we're going to speak about my thoughts on sexual selection and sexuality and women and how they relate and men and males and females and all of this. So, okay. Now I'm going to pause one sec. Okay. So I am going to be talking about the theories of sexual selection, kind of what we've been taught historically, also the gender and um, socialization of men versus women in regards to sexuality, and basically how I think the traditional ideas of what we've been taught about sexuality and the gender slash sex differences are largely misinformed in the least in the very least, not the full picture, but in that most completely wrong and ill-advised because of the very narrow structure and very narrow view in which they come from and perspective. So I basically am contemplating a lot of what I've been taught and what I've been taught in biology. And I never really liked a lot of the language that was used around this topic. And it really bothered me, um, particularly when it talks about the age-old quotes of men needing to spread their seed i fucking hate like okay i don't like using the word hate very much it doesn't make me feel good i strongly despise the that sentiment and using the use of that phrase it's i feel like it's derogatory towards women because where are you spreading that seed you're again it's using the idea is rooted in women's bodies as just a vessel for something in your own gain and it just there's so many things wrong with that phrase that bother me but you know, that idea notion and then women being selective and not really openly as sexual and visual. And like, I'm going to be talking about all of these things. Okay. I'm going to be deep diving into what the kind of traditional messaging is of sexuality, men versus women and, or the ideas around male species versus female species and courting and sexual selection, all of that. Um, not heavily scientific though. So don't worry. This is more of just like an abstract discussion and my own thoughts of and thinking it through that's why I kind of want to call it a thought bubble this isn't like rooted in scientific evidence of course it's my opinion but it is backed by what I'm seeing more frequently because I do I'm interested in this topic a lot in sexuality and women and all of that um, so I'm going to be talking about those kind of deep diving into my thoughts and specifically why I think it's misinformed and where I'm forming that opinion from just because I think it it just diverges from what we've all been taught or at least here kind of me growing up in North America and Canada the in Ontario more specifically the sex education and system that we have of what I have been taught but then also it's like a global thing in terms of gender and how we're socialized it, it transcends lots of different cultures in very similar ways if not exactly but Anyways, so I'm going to, before I dive into those specific examples, like what I'm talking about, I'm going to give a little bit of a background for this little thought bubble topic and where I kind of, I got this idea from and what really sparked it. And then I will dive into the specifics of what I'm talking about. So the reason this actually came to mind and why I started thinking about it differently is because I, being on TikTok... I bring up TikTok so much with my friends, okay? I learned so much on that amazing app. It's addictive as fuck and also terrible, but also absolutely wonderful, okay? Just amazing. Anyways, so one of the things I have been learning off of that app or a couple of information, things that have been brought to my attention, what I'm learning from others, 
the number one is typically around a lot of feminist things, a lot of um, intersectional feminism, not just white feminism. Although, of course, I am still white, so that's going to come out here and there because, you know, always work to do. But what specifically some of the videos that brought this to my attention, the one I'm thinking of is there was basically an overview of different discoveries all throughout history because all of the major discoveries like gravity and like telescopes and and advances in medicine like all of these very scientific or even like into psychology and more humanities or intangible areas of study all of these discovers dis- sorry all of these discoveries have historically been by men and specifically white men but it's like most of the world's missing from that and this video was pointing out the fact that there's the old adage of behind every male leader there's a strong female supporting him which it's like yeah because she's doing so much of the work and basically in my opinion again like holding taking care of him like doing all the things so he doesn't have to worry about like taking care of much of anything else except for following his dream but on top of that I think a large part of that is like not just that the home say piece or the taking care of yourself piece or taking care of a space piece, but also ideas. I think a lot of these ideas have come from women and people of color. However, the problem is up until a hundred years ago, like white women were not considered humans or and worthy of like being on their own. Um, black women and people, any people of color like not still aren't considered in a lot of ways um or at least it might be on paper considered but the way the social structures function in society aren't it's not followed through with an action of the laws and regulations and how they impact different races and genders there's still so much work to be done but it wasn't until recently like and literally now as i kind of mentioned the previous episode that women are finally able to more so obviously white women because of the white privilege but women are finally able to be acknowledged as human beings and like live on their own without men. And so you're seeing a shift in the way relationships are perceived and the way um, dating is in large. And I'm not going to get into that. But this basically, this whole video, I'm sorry, I went on a bit of rant. This video talked about, gave examples of discoveries throughout history and the women that actually discovered that before them. (laughs) And like, or the women that like made huge, basically came up with huge ideas and then the men took the whole idea and like added a little on and then said it was all from them and didn't give credit to these women. And it was a video just going through so many examples of that. And then you could do this even more so because I'm pretty sure a lot of those women were white women. Um, Again, because of race makes sense because of racism. Uh, But if that's in the case of those, like imagine... (laughs) all the people of color who ideas are not taken seriously, aren't given the same access, etc. And so it just, this really got me thinking about the way what we've been taught. And obviously the more that kind of the sentence that I wrote down, the more work that I do on unpacking my own socializations, biases, racism, etc., the more that I begin to rethink everything that I've been taught and it expands your view and the way you exist in the world so greatly and so deeply and so much for the better. And that's why this work beyond obviously the human rights issues is so important is just for everybody living 
better like everybody does better from this and the way in which when thinking about that is historically what i've been taught it can't be that only white straight men have are the smartest and come up with this idea and but that's the whole nature of white supremacy and patriarchy the message that is told and sent is that anyone that doesn't fit that their ideas are lesser and that um not as good not as smart like not worthy but that can't fucking be true. Also, most of the world is not that. That discounts half of the population if you're assuming male sex versus female sex. And then all of the people of color, which make up most of the world, most of the world is not white and it never has been mostly white. So it's just like it doesn't make any sense. It's not adding up. And it just really makes you question what you've been taught. And so... The more, I guess, that video in speci- specifically kind of planting seeds, and then I've seen a couple other ones, it really got me rethinking specifically then attached to the idea of Darwin and sexual selection one day. And I basically had this whole epiphany where I just, okay, I'm just so tired of being explained and fit into this tiny little box of what it means to be a woman and sexually by men it's really annoying um and it's exhausting to listen to because i don't share those views and feelings but then you're completely dismissed and then unfortunately because there is no data to support how you feel what you're saying is completely discounted when the reason that there's no data to support what you feel is because the people that would be arguing that weren't considered human and were never given access to the data to create it. So, and I feel like the more I talk to women around me, this comes up more and more. And of course this would apply to race as a, a able body, like all of the different forms of oppression or anything that doesn't, that stems from the quote unquote norm of being a white man. Uh, cis white hetero man so I'm gonna dive into more specifically what I mean in terms of sexuality and women and what is kind of on my mind and the ways I'm rethinking it and and where all of that is coming from and basically I was thinking about Darwin's theory because it really bothers me the idea or here okay real quick pause deep breath okay so what I gave before, the thought bubble, those TikTok videos, whatever, that's, I'm kind of combining science, a little bit of sociology, just macro level thinking, and then sexual health, education, and obviously always my own experience, which is driving this. And so, no, this isn't, it doesn't mean this is the way it is and everyone's going to agree with me. Maybe you'll like some parts of it. Maybe you won't like others. Um, but that's what got me started on this train of thought. And then I'm now going to dive deeper into the topic of the sexuality and Darwin's theories and or just other things that I've been told and it feels like lies I've been fed and nobody's fucking listening I mean not just when I say myself it does mean specific examples of my experience but then also it means like when I watch other women speak to other men and the way that or female or women presenting and male man presenting sorry I know I'm gonna fuck up the genders and the sexes a lot um that seeing that like layout it also impacts me because I identify with how the woman is feeling much of the time and then it's completely dismissed by the man so it's not just about my direct experience it's every experience that I view in which I identify with that gets additionally dismissed that's another piece that adds to what I carry and that would go I'm sure um for however anybody would identify when you see someone else and you see yourself in someone else and then you see that dismissed 
like forgotten about, ignored, whatever, it impacts you because that's how we work as relational species and you don't have time to experience everything firsthand but then that accumulated evidence you're almost gathering of my firsthand and then observational data that's what happens that's what social media is for that's what the media does that's how we get all that's how we get socialized that's how our biases are created okay that's how rate like like racism forms that is like privilege that is how like able bought like all of these things right so I know many of you probably know that I'm just reiterating myself, but it's just, it's exhausting and it's really frustrating. And I hadn't really thought about it in depth before, but I just knew I really, I didn't necessarily like or agree with. And then it really bothered me when men would use the example of Darwin and bringing human beings back to their animalistic instincts of, oh, this is just the way it is. And it is not it is not the way it is and women don't identify with that it's just we aren't given the platform and voice to really shape how it is each of us feel or groups of us feel or whatever because obviously no not everybody's going to be a blanket statement of the same but I just feel like it's it's just really not representing the others and I feel like even a lot of the men themselves they might be like eh, like this doesn't this this also doesn't align with me this doesn't align with how I feel but I'm told as a man quote unquote in the way I'm socialized I'm supposed to feel this way I'm supposed to be doing these things and you're like I don't want to buy into this message but I feel forced to like the whole point of this conversation isn't just to like shit on men okay it's talking about the social structures and how it's wrong and again by doing so is liberating everybody by doing this work okay and none of it it's all interconnected in a variety of complex ways and I'm probably gonna like glaze over some because it's just it's I can't cover this in however long this episode is probably gonna be but maybe an hour so understand that as well and try not to, even if there's things that you feel activated by that I say, especially specifically speaking to men listening, if there's something that you feel activated by, pay attention to that, you know, like maybe sit with that and like, why is this feeling? What is the feeling that's coming out? What is this like that? Um, I don't want to say trigger. I feel like that's overused, but activated where you're like, oh, okay, I'm agitated. I'm irritated. This is annoying. I disagree. Like any of those words, if it's coming up, like I encourage you to continue listening because in ways it's good because it's a different perspective than your own but then maybe sit and then in your own time and the whole point of all of this is reflect on what it is about that and why and sometimes if you get deep enough and you ask the question why like 10 times you'd be surprised by what the answer is so that's just a little tidbit aside okay but let's dive in basically as I mentioned earlier I really don't like this phrase men like need to spread their seed okay it it's gross <laughs> I'm sorry the like I really don't like that terminology and I kind of mentioned before there's many reasons why I don't like spread their seed it is just like number one it's belittling for women because you are the place that you're quote-unquote spreading the seed it's objectifying it's ignoring that there's a whole other human in person attached um it's assuming that this urge to do so is like over top of all other urges is usually the context in which this is used although of course not always nothing's always but also it's it boxes men in as well of like this idea of like, oh, I'm this uncontrollable, like, blah, like, no, it, it's like, 
it it for so for men and women in terms of the gender gendering <laughs> not a word but um socialization of that and this whole oh, spread their seed like especially man's like no i actually care about who i'm with or i don't want to i don't view my that doesn't align with me i don't view myself that way but this is how i'm supposed to be this is how i'm supposed to feel i'm supposed to be like fucking everything in sight and it's like maybe you don't identify that way and i feel like a lot of men don't but it's this quote-unquote idea of like oh this spread the seed this is why men want sex more this is why they are more they have more sexual partners this is why they are more sexual this is why they need sex more than women or the female species if you're talking about like um oh my god i almost said cloning (laughs) you're talking about mating and reproduction in terms of like animals um if i say men women i'm thinking about humans typically male female i'm typically thinking about animals if i'm talking about this concept or like darwin um although not exclusively i'm sorry again i'm gonna go back and forth and i just know because i i've thought about this many times and I struggle with that a lot but improving I'm working on that myself okay and then the opposite end of that argument which is women need to be highly selective because of their young they have to be very careful um, that they want someone they select who is strong and healthy who will provide that they are very cautious who they sleep with they aren't as sexually driven they're more nurturing and mating and long-term and all of this stuff okay It's very much a binary. I am not arguing that it's completely incorrect and that everything about it is false. Okay, that's not what I'm saying. I am explaining why I don't like it and like adding a different view onto this perspective. So yeah, I just never like them. Basically, the reason I don't like this very simplistic adage that so many arguments are brought back to when it comes to dating and this and that for people is that it's completely oversimplifying and it relies way too heavily on animalistic drive and animalistic instincts which yes that is the origin story of all of this but it completely discards the human evolution, the fact that human beings have consciousness now and that that completely separates us like tenfold by other species. Does it make us completely different? No, we, again, origin story, that's where we, we originate from, where we come from. Of course, those parts, of course, instinct, like all of these things, I'm not saying that's not there, but in a lot of these arguments, it's like this glazing over and a discredit of sociology of socialization of our biases of the unconscious which is exactly what makes humans as evolved as they are and yet in this argument it's like all of that is just either even if it's not completely discarded it's just really really downplayed in a lot of these conversations and it can't be it should not be because it is such a huge part and it needs to be talked about more and so it's not a way of saying oh completely discard this explanation from the beginning but it's like this really it's just missing and it's so oversimplified that it's it's not doing justice to men or women humans and then male or female species and even if it does apply to animals more like they are not at the level of consciousness they don't have the systems they don't have the structures they don't have the grouping and like that human beings do they don't have the consciousness like they don't have these things as evolved as we do of course different species to different degrees i understand i'm not going to get into that that's like way too much 
but they don't. That's just a fact. That's why humans are the way we are in terms of species on this planet currently. So that being said, my opinion, basically why I don't like this and why I don't, when people use that as an example back to like to justify in a variety of different arguments or a different contexts, whether that is, oh, why men need to sleep with more people? Oh, that's why men, they're just, they have a higher sex drive. Oh, they want sex more, like different kind of arguments along those lines. It's like really what I'm going to be talking about. Um, I just don't think it really applies as much as it does. And I think that's not even a quarter of the story. It's like a fraction of it and you're missing so many pieces of it or like that theory is. Um, and this is why. So as I first mentioned, I wrote out, I wrote out actually how many, I have seven points written out here um, that I'm going to break down as to like my thoughts as to why I just think this is such a small overglazing of that concept. And it's complete, it feels completely left unwritten un like incomplete um if not wrong actually in a lot of ways so the first of which which i had already kind of mentioned that got me into this topic is just the cis hetero white men are not the smartest gender race or cohort of people and yet they've been treated as such for the last hundreds of, of thousands or thousand hundreds and or thousands of years. So the fact that if you're not considered a human being, if you have no rights, you have no right to spread, gain knowledge or your opinion, lived experience knowledge or actual learned knowledge and education and your perspective and innovation and your own theories which is really what all this comes from. I'm so sorry. I'm burping so much. I'm talking so fast. I just ate. What a mess. Um, so this would fall under the reason this is, is like if you are a person of color or a woman or have multiple oppressions working against you, you wouldn't be allowed to go to school. You're not allowed to read or write, i.e. not allowed to be educated or literate. You're not allowed to be independent, so you can't own things. You can't go out on your own. You must be supervised. You can't exist without supervision, and you're not allowed access to things, even things of like you're not allowed in this building, you're not allowed in that building, and this very much still exists today. Um, so all of factors like that, like if you for the majority of the world's population that after colonization... So we're, I'm really thinking about the last 500 years because obviously there's so many other civilizations before that, but like I'm really referring to colonization and like obviously white cis hetero men um, being at the forefront because of oppression and genocides, et cetera, et cetera. When you have the majority of the world, you're controlling them to have power over, like they aren't going to be able to succeed or contribute and you're ignoring most of the opinions and conversation that are happening and that is number one what is just hugely missing from this theory and kind of what also like backs this up and my thoughts around this is like even if you're someone who has siblings right or even if you were if you don't have siblings maybe think about a, a best friend in your class or something like that growing up primary school whatever you know or even a coworker, like whatever way you can re relate to someone who would have a very similar experience do you ever like when you talk to them like if it's a sibling in this case if you talk to your brother and sister they grew up in the same household same parents all of this stuff do you have the same experience 
of certain events. Like if you gave a very, oh, do you remember dinner last Sunday? Or, oh, what did you think about Christmas? And you, you like ask them about this. They have a completely different recollection. Obviously, there's going to be some overlaps and they might you might share some opinions, but it's just the overall takeaways and experience are so unique and have so much difference to them, even though they overlap a lot. They're just missing so much. And yet that's like existing in the same household or in the same meeting at, at work or the same classroom and teaching. Like very close kind of small examples of people you trust where you're assuming they're giving their honest opinion. And yet they still end up with completely different conclusions. So that's like a micro example of in which this would apply, where then you're cutting out most of the world's population. You're missing so much knowledge to contribute to this conversation. So how can you say that this idea and theory is so rock solid, basically, is what I'm saying, is it's this idea that also, like, it's completely shaped by how those people experience this, and then they are assuming and asserting, actually. They're not even assuming. They don't really care about anybody else's opinion. It's, it's the asserting of that this is the one true thing. Like, that's the problem. That's a huge problem with this. And that's, like, a, a main piece of why I just, I'm now just not really agreeing with Darwin. Not completely, okay? I'm not ridiculous. But I'm just like, eh, let's, like, add to this and rethink it, okay? Like, let's question. Let's question. That's what we're doing, okay? Thought bubble discussion, okay? So, okay. The other thing, then, I guess getting maybe a little bit more specific, I'm going to bounce back, specific, I'm going to bounce back from like modern day dating and ways in which this is applied. And then also to like Darwin's specific theory of like male, female species um, and other like animals and things like that. And then obviously men, women and gendered uh, dating and obviously again, specifically heterosexual context because that's, I'm talking about within the binary today. Okay. Um, so yeah, the next point, a big one is number one, that men don't have more sex than women and they do not have more partners. This is, they've done studies on this. This is actually something that kind of, again, all of these are to further contribute as to why I think this theory is problematic and not inclusive and completely unfinished. But there are many studies in which they show that men and women um, report how many sexual partners that they've had and how much sex that they are having on average. And they would give different pieces, they'd give their data, like as in, I'm like, again, assumed heterosexual context. Okay. So heterosexual men sleeping with women, uh, cis men, cis women sleeping together, hetero. Okay. Um, that men are reporting that they are having significantly more sex than women. And when you look at the data, the numbers literally do not add up because unless men are having sex with men, um, cis men with cis men, that none of this makes sense. Like the numbers aren't adding up. And all, I'm assuming in these studies, although I haven't like directly read the studies myself, so I'm, I'm not making claims, but I've had it referenced several, several times about this. That it's like the numbers just aren't adding up. And that's one of the problems is that men are claiming to have so much more sex, but women aren't, which means that you can't be having sex if the other population is not having as much sex. So there's probably a, the theory behind this is a little bit of lying on both parts, potentially. Uh, but number one, the drive for 
um, because of patriarchy and men and the expectation around sex and sexual conquests in the way women are treated, objectified of just seeing as something to conquer. That the more women that you sleep with, the more of a man you are. Okay, this patriarchal story that's pushed on men. So men lie. They're more likely to lie or inflate, we'll say, inflate the number of partners, also known as lying. Um, And then women are more than likely because of socialization, because of sexual promiscuity being punished, um, are more likely to shave a couple off the top. So what you end up with is a bunch of data points that don't make any fucking sense. (laughs) And what is that caused by? Socialization and punishment in social context, which is the the gendering and socialization of men versus women. So like the fact that like men this is like like this again all under the whole umbrella of sexuality and why this theory is just this idea of sexuality and women i guess overall it's not specifically to darwin that's not what i'm talking about but like the idea that women don't want sex as much as men and it's really really different for how men and women exist in the sexual space that is more of what i'm attributing this to and darwin's theory i just it sprung out of pun intended um darwin's theory right so reason number one contributing to why things are not adding up, okay? Um, number two is <laughs> referring to the idea back to kind of to Darwin's theory specifically and some comments on that is the idea of spreading the seed and also like needing to be the provider for the female species that they're mating with like directly conflict with one another like there's these two messages that are like the male species needs to spread their seed and they need to be the strong fit like provider and be able to demonstrate through their dances and colors and blah 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 that they'll be there to provide for the young okay so there's two reasons that this is problematic number one is the idea of spreading your seed would imply that you don't really care about how many you have to provide for because you just give a shit primarily about spreading the seed. Whereas if you were prioritizing like providing, then you wouldn't just be willy nilly coming in everything. Okay. Like they directly are, they're not completely like mutually exclusive. That's not what I'm saying, but they conflict for sure. Like this is a conflicting message. How can you argue that, oh, the male species, they just need to spread their seed. It's just this urge, this overarching urge that male species just need to come everywhere all the time and whatever, it doesn't matter. But then also like need to be the provider and the strong, whatever role, like it doesn't make sense. In addition to that, historically, 80% or more of the food came from gathering, which meant it came from women. So actually, a lot of the time, the men were not necessarily as helpful um, because they would come back without kill from hunting. Like that literally is just a historical fact uh, that most of the community sustenance came from gathering from the quote unquote woman's job. So again, this whole idea of just like, being a provider okay from from the male species and then oh the need to spread the seed everywhere like it just doesn't make sense because one male species couldn't be providing for everything so it's either it just it doesn't make sense I like it's incomplete is what I'm saying this fucking theory is incomplete there are so many pieces missing I'm not saying it's completely wrong it's just like I feel like I'm left going like are you fucking kidding me and again you know back to like the men I'm just thinking about the men that are listening to that be like to be 
I get and like yeah, I get the the masculine socialized part of you that's probably like, oh yeah, guys just need to have sex more, blah blah blah. But like, okay, let's take a deep breath. Just just okay, we're acknowledging that. Put that aside a little bit. Do you really want to be known as someone that's out of control that you just like fuck your way through everything? Like really? Like is that like really? You as a human individual, you know? I just don't think most men are. I definitely there are some, absolutely. But I'm just it just belittles men's ability to think for themselves as independent individuals, like as their own individual desires. Like it it I feel like it's belittling for men too. As much like not maybe as much as it is for women, because there's the oppression piece where it actually results in violence and um is problematic, but like still is negative towards men, you know? Okay, so that's point number two. Point number three is that um women are burdened with child care okay in terms of sexuality wanting sex more or wanting sex less between male female or men and women um women are burdened with the child care so it isn't always or necessarily that they like sex less but many factors go into why they cannot have or do not feel like having sex more often because the reason the woman is burdened with the child care is biologically like they're physiologically just giving up their body to take care of the child assuming um breastfeeding assuming i'm not talking about humans and adoption at this point okay i know there's so many other like nuances of the conversation but for this argument right now this is i can't touch on everything okay so we're just gonna have to let some of it slide and then we'll revisit (laughs) but in this context we are talking about women or the female species having children or reproducing and having young whatever um they are burdened with the child and so they have to take care of the child which you know when you talk about mothers it's like having to be touched all the fucking time it's being exhausted it's it's like oh your nipples are raw from having to breastfeed too bad your nipple might be raw and bleeding but you got to breastfeed or you got to pump or like whatever okay i'm not a mom i don't know but like when you listen to moms this, these are the things that come up right it's like whether you want to or not you're stuck with more of the burden than the man is it's just a fact it is what it is of course we all would like, or at least I would like, I can't speak for everyone because people like more of a divided household, totally your own, okay? But like, <laughs> at least a man that's more involved, okay? Or like doing more, okay? And it, But it's like, it is a fact that the woman has these additional responsibilities and it's fucking exhausting. Um, and when you are exhausted from being physically touched and very it's an intimate level of exhaustion. It's not the same as like going out being exhausted from working in the field or working in the factory to give a very blatant example, which is outdated, but whatever. We'll just go with that since this whole fucking thing's outdated. So you're working in the goddamn field all day and you come back, you might be horny, you know, other relations of like, oh, the woman doesn't want to have sex. The man does. It's like, well, because your job is not as intimately demanding. You don't require a living thing to be sucking your boob all day. Where until the point of it being raw, you aren't dealing with your body like like bleeding at different points at like it he- physically healing itself. Again, I'm assuming like the child was born recently so postpartum things issues you know your hair falling out you're dealing with like there's so many like intimate levels as that would lead to the reasoning of you not wanting sex it does not mean you do not like sex less but there are so many factors that go into this that it's like you're just 
assuming this is how women feel all the time it's like no but in this acute moment i don't and then when you i'm not going to get into it but then you can add layers of like oh resentment and gender roles and is this actually what the household wants or are there other conflicts that are existing like when you start adding that conscious experience of and social experience of being a human that separates us from this animal example it makes it so nuanced and complex that like this fucking theory of women just like wanting sex less is just so not true like (laughs) it's just not true (laughs) yes of course again different between individuals i get it i'm not you know but overall like no okay fourth point okay so first point was um basically the numbers not adding up between the two the second point was the spread the seed versus provider not making sense. Third point being the women were burdened more with childcare. Fourth point we are making out of like seven or eight is power struggles. Okay. So men, it is just known, kill, hurt, and are violent towards the things that upset them. So for women, men are unsafe. It's a fact. It's just men are unsafe every woman feels this way (laughs) not to every man okay it's not to every man you feel this way but like the underlying i need to protect myself before i can really learn to trust you it's just a fact of being a woman like it just is that's how it is because men again kill hurt and are violent towards women so they will be okay trigger warning raped or murdered for it for denying or upsetting or have the shit beaten out of them like it's just a fact like the power struggle of especially when it comes to sex like it's just so completely different that there is the the power difference of it's not that women like sex less it's that you have to consider with each person you have sex with am i willing to risk my life like i know that like to men hearing that seems dramatic it's literally a question Like, it's the reason that women have tracking on their phone. It's the reason you text the address of the guy you're going to to your friends. It's the reason you say, hey, if I don't message you back by this time, can you call me? Like, this happens. This is how women behave because every man that you you end up choosing to be intimate with and not literally as in a physical sense, but I mean, like, you fucking ride in their car. Like, you, you choose to meet up with them, like, later at night. You choose to go over near their place not even at their place you go out with them to a bar like drugging like just so many layers to consider as a woman it's like you have to ask yourself am I willing to like die for this experience and not so dramatically every time obviously there's like your you gauge how much you can trust a man before you go out with him and there's you know your little test or you talk to him and all of this but again it's like when you're talking about do women like sex less or want sex less no actually no in the context of this it's like i'm gonna be it's a it's a higher risk physically for me to go and no not just i know that comes up a lot as well oh it's a higher risk as in adding to darwin's theory of like oh like they can be pregnant they can be this okay darwin's theory doesn't talk about the raping and murdering of women like it's completely ignoring and bypassing that because darwin's not a woman and wasn't so he doesn't know that experience so he can't give light to it he could have a great idea and he could listen to a lot of women and take in what they're saying but he's never going to know that directly so no <laughs> like that's i'm specifically talking about like women wanting sex more and the power struggle and not in relation to oh women's natural tendencies and getting pregnant and all that that's literally 
one of the least of the worries, especially if you're talking about meeting up with someone for the first time. Yeah, I women's not thinking about, oh my God, am I going to get pregnant? Like, no, we're going to grab drinks. I'm thinking, am I going to die tonight? Or like, is this safe? Am I going to get hurt? Am I going to be assaulted? Like, that's what's going through her head. Not, am I going to get pregnant? Like, that's literally not one of the top things that come up ever. Um, or for the majority, okay? I'm not speaking for everyone. So the power struggle is a huge reason of just it being a problem, okay? Number five, female species. This is kind of going back to studies, a little bit scientific, because I was looking this up a little while ago, and I think I mentioned it two podcasts ago. But the female species in a variety of animals, I think specifically in this case, it was a it was a, a ape species or gorilla or just one of the monkey ape gorilla. I'm not really sure one of those. I'm blanking on what that um, species group is called, but like, okay, <laughs> where people came from. The female of those species have evolved to have specific characteristics. It's always assumed and based off of Darwin's theories, it's heavily based upon the fact, which you can see in the wild, I'm not saying again, it's wrong, but the male species has all this coloring, it has all that, like, it's jazzed up a lot to do the mating dance, the courting, and the woman, or sorry, the female species is like, oh, I choose you, and like, they reproduce, okay? Um, but the whole spread the seed and this whole idea it's missing the fact that actually there's a lot of studies that show in a variety of different species um, that the female species is developing specific characteristics. What does this mean? It means that the male species is being selective. You wouldn't have female species that are developing very specific characteristics akin to the male species, not in the same way, not necessarily to the same degree, okay? Again, didn't read the studies. But when you have this showing up over generations, it's debunking the idea that, again, oh, the excuse of, oh, I just need to come wherever all the time, have sex with what, like, no. Like, you don't actually just spread your seed all willy-fucking-nilly. You're selective. I feel like men would just agree with this. Again, but it's like, bringing light to how ill-advised and how much that theory is missing and then also the context in which it's used to support an argument it's so oversimplified that it's just improperly used because <laughs> it's missing so much um but yeah again it's kind of disproving or at least showing light to the fact that that theory is missing so much because the if the female species would not be developing specific characteristics if the male species were not being selective about who they were reproducing with so they are being selective again adding to it okay that was the fifth point sixth point everything and this is kind of going back more to humans and um women and sex and everything um i was thinking more specifically about porn in this example but you know okay everything is from the male gaze okay so the men of humans patriarchy male gaze it is projecting all of those socializations onto literally everything else okay it's projecting the socialization of patriarchy onto animals overly so 
Not completely incorrectly, not what I'm saying, but a little too much? Yup, absolutely. That's exactly what bias does. It is, <laughs> you're not aware of it and it happens. <laughs> um, unconscious bias, that is. Also consciously doing it, but I doubt it. Um, and then over applying it to people. So basically, when I was thinking about this in regards to, um, oh, actually, no, I think that ties into the seventh point. So basically, the idea is that everything is from the male gaze and like a little bit back to Darwin's theory for this point, actually. So the male gaze, everything being from it, it means the again, these men studying from it are just missing so many pieces of the pie. It is how they see it from their perspective and their experience. And then modern day men, when they are dating again, thinking about sex and sexuality and women are then over applying these like animalistic reasoning to modern day issues in modern day dating. It's like you're looking at this example in the animal world and when you see it, you're placing all of your bias and socialization on this thing. It's what we refer to as projecting. Like when people are like, oh, I have a problem in another area of my life I haven't dealt with. But when I see this here, I'm going to, my reaction, my response isn't proportional to the stimulus. It's when people drop their coffee and they scream and yell and kick over their fucking desk and break their fucking laptop. And you're like, it was a coffee. Relax. Okay. Small pennies. Things like that, where it's like, it just doesn't that's an example of projecting but it's the same thing but instead apply to this idea of like the male gaze of like oh there's this idea of like this is how men are supposed to be they need to be in this box that patriarchy says you have to be and if you stray from this box it's not okay and then you apply this very strict view to like other things where it's like no maybe this is just a fucking animal doing its thing okay like when we do that everyone does that but i think like especially when it comes to the conversation around sex and dating it's done so unbelievably much and this is also not just done i probably should have said this earlier the but specifically to this point of projecting and overemphasizing women do this too for sure people do this like upholding these value systems like upholding this messaging like there are a lot like that's the whole point of internalized misogyny internalized racism it's like people are projecting and upholding these ideas ideals values stories narratives projecting whatever without their conscious awareness because that's by nature privilege or the bias of socialization and unconscious bias like that's what happens is then we project onto things way too heavily and again as mentioned earlier just completely discounting the huge difference between looking at birds and mating And looking at human beings in the dating context and how much socialization has happened and human consciousness. Like, it just completely biases all of that. And it just, it again, that's just the huge problem is that it's all from this strict male gaze and then projecting it onto other things too much so or a little bit ill-advised or incompletely. All of these things, okay? And point number seven why it's problematic and this is sorry getting back to the porn piece which i didn't mention in six because it overlapped a little bit but they were separate points kind of connected as all are seven is that women don't want what men think they want most of the time (laughs) 
like the male gaze if if this is the first time you've heard this term i would encourage you to google it there are people who write phd theses off of this okay it's a huge concept i don't have time to get into educate yourself if you're interested and curious i would highly encourage you to because knowledge is power um but the male gaze is basically the idea it's to try to sum it up and i don't have a definite definition in front of me i also didn't major in sociology okay like i just like to learn about this because i care a lot and (laughs) it overlapped in a lot of my subjects but i'm not well nuanced okay so please bear with me but an offhand definition of the male gaze to give you context is basically the idea based off of patriarchal idea ideals of what men and women should be socialized as the idea is that the male gaze upholds the idea that cis hetero men are on top and the more masculine you can you are the more powerful and stronger you are and that ideal would include not showing emotion it would include being strong and muscular it means you have to be tall it means you have to conquest women it means you must be in control of your emotions it means you must take care of a lot of other people it must mean that you're violent and protect other things if by any means necessary all of these ideas that um, the male quote unquote must be. And if you stray an ounce or more, God forbid, but as the more you stray from this, the weaker and less of a man that you are. And so it's this uphold of this impossible idea of what a man is supposed to be that forces men to try to constantly obtain this. And then also while oppressing everybody else as well. And so this male gaze of things the idea is that it's like this is how the i not only how the ideal man should be but how the ideal man ideal man's world should look like so this would include then when you look at things like porn the example i was going to give is it's the the male gaze is how men want to see women it's how men perceive their power they use women as a device an instrument for reinforcing their own security and power and so then when it comes to things like dating or sexuality or sex or porn or whatever the male gaze is how men need to see women oh my god i'm so sorry the burping is ruining the the moment a little bit you know what i'm perfect i'm imperfect not perfect sorry that sounded a little wonky imperfect But yeah, so basically the male gaze, (laughs) this idea is like, it's boxing men in, but it's also, it's, it's not just, because I think for many people when I say that a little bit, oh yeah, it's like, even if, if say you are a man who, um, hasn't spent a lot of time learning about this area or heard, or heard about it, um, here's an opportunity to learn more, you know, and do your own Googling, which is great. Everyone loves learn. Um, but also it is probably makes sense like this isn't something completely new to you you've probably heard about it in conversation even if you haven't really paid attention to it right um but the other piece that's important that i that perhaps if especially if you are new to the area it it might not be as obvious or you might not know is the idea of the man is also the male gaze so when you see photos of say like stereotypically strong muscular men in the gym or like all of these things and like um weightlifting videos and all of that like 
like I'm thinking slow-mo like different lighting like all of this kind of stuff where it's like it's like what a quote-unquote man should be when you old spice commercial okay bam old spice like things like that okay it shows up in a lot of ways that is the male gaze that is the male gaze because it, it's the male gaze it doesn't refer to how men see things okay that's that's not what it means the male gaze is under patriarchy which is not synonymous with men it is the structural function of society in which men do exist and then fall under as do everybody else within this structure right so the male gaze is not saying this is how men view everything the male gaze is a name of the concept of how things are structured and viewed which men fall under because of socialization and so even things like those examples of those commercials that's the male gaze that's not the female gaze that's not how women view men. That's not what women want most. That's what men think women want most. And then that's why there's problems <laughs> in dating <laughs> or many other things. Because when you give one group of people the microphone and nobody else and you say, oh, this is what you want. Number one, women do think that's what they want when it might not be. Of course, there's ones that do like it and want it. Okay. But it's really, I would say, I would argue, honestly, impossible to tease out how do you really identify what is your socialization and what is what you want as an individual and I would say I, I would just argue that's impossible like there's no it's like nature versus nurture it's such a fucking complicated complex argument that like I don't really know of any way that that would be possible but then when it comes to um like porn and sex and, and sexuality that men the reason this comes up in terms of this whole argument of women say well, like basically women wanting sex more than men think they do or that society tells us that we we do basically is that porn is for men by the male gaze i feel like again this is probably not new to most people listening to this even if you don't really dabble in sociology or these concepts very much but then when you look at the studies my question are these studies using white people only because different cultures will have different things they find attractive for example um in i don't know the exact area of africa and which country specifically but i like a couple of them where they're very highly impacted by hiv historically that they view women who are um, more voluptuous and have a higher body fat um, percentage as being healthier and more desirable because people with lower body fat percentages were associated with having hiv which was deadly and so that's like a very small micro example but then in the u.s and like the the white female body being like oh this is what everybody should be and want blah 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 blah. very skinny very white all of this it's not true it's not true cross-culturally okay um but it's like this idea that when you have these studies that are supposed to uphold the idea of men being more visually stimulated for example or wanting sex more or liking porn more it's because porn is made for men so if you change that to sexually explicit material and you have women direct it i think you'd be extremely shocked by how much women really like that but the problem is the way all of this is being portrayed then when you study it and you're like oh well well men are more turned on visually by this well yeah because in those videos women are being abused most of the time and don't want to be there so why would women be turned on by that because it's awful to watch for us and we can't easily disregard it 
And I think a lot of more men nowadays are feel the same way. Or even if they don't necessarily as actively aware of it, it's like, oh, when I'm only Googling small te- teen gets annihilated by big, huge dick when she doesn't really want it. Like, there's a party that goes, mm, something's off. You know, like, ah, uh, I don't know. I don't know if this is for me, <laughs> you know, like there's a red flag or a yellow flag. Okay. Just like antennas are up. So it's, it's this idea that these studies that quote unquote reinforce these messages that are women are not as visually stimulated. Women do not want sex as much, you know, all of these things. It's because they're made by white men for white men and then if you even bring in then when you're talking about doing studies and bias which is so important in science to like minimize as much bias as possible blah blah blah. when you're framing a question that is looking pretty much to like uphold these patriarchal ideas of course your evidence is likely going to support that always no yes i understand that's the point of scientific research it's supposed to be as unbiased as possible so you can get the authentic answer and sometimes when you ask a question it gives you complete opposite data and that's when you've got to go back and rework the hypothesis or realize that it was completely wrong in the first place i get it i know how science works what i'm saying is it's fucking flawed (laughs) because it's made by because it's made by one group of people so this is what i'm saying and even in this context it's what's tying back then to the original points i were i was making about darwin and historically not even just in regards to sex sexuality and women but historically the discoveries that have been found have been by a very small specific group of people and nobody else was allowed to contribute which means you're spending all this energy and time telling people this is how you should be feeding them these messages. So number one, those people are internalizing those messages. Okay. And number two, the people on top are also internalizing the messages of being of higher, of higher power and of deserving more. And that this is what everybody else wants, but it's not actually reflective because how can you draw all of these conclusions about another group that you are not and have never experienced? Like, you know all of these all of these things it's like men who study women historically that's what would have had to happen because women weren't allowed to be educated so it was some random men in some random lab like drawing conclusions studying women (laughs) and then writing about it about was oh my god i keep hitting the microphone i really hope this is recording um if it cut off i'm sorry Point seven of all of this is that women do not want what men think that they want because there has not been sufficient space for the female gaze and adding on to that non-binary gaze. Okay. Um, I did use female, but the in context of female versus male gaze in the theory, but then when it comes to what men and women want, what women want, number one, there's no space for what men want because men can't stray from whatever this norm of that is thrust upon them, pun intended, that it's like you must follow this so men can't speak up about what they want because they're punished for it and they don't have a space to do so for the ones that at least disagree or feel like there's more to the story. So that's number one problem for men. Number two is the women that completely fucking disagree and have their voices completely silenced. And then number three, non-binary, who don't fit in that. And then when you add layers of able body, when you add layer of race, when you add layer after layer after layer of like whatever it might be, culture, you know, it's like no wonder. Like these, these theories are so fucking missing. I just, I'm now, I, you know, which makes sense again, 
like I said, it kind of to start off a conversation, which was an important thought and the reason that doing whatever it is the work that you need to do, because it's going to look different on everybody and for everybody. But like for me, it's like, like, okay, I'm a woman. What does that mean? I'm white. What does that mean? I'm cis. What does that mean? I'm hetero. What does that mean? You know, I'm able-bodied. What does that mean? How do I walk through the world? What do I have that other people don't? And where do I live? Where do I exist? You know, how do all of those things intersect? How do I intersect with other people that have different um, different experiences than me and, have, and those, those qualities or those um, labels or however you want to call it uh, aren't the same as mine? You know, how do I exist and interact with those people? What does that mean? What what comes from that interaction? Like all of these these questions of how do I function? What is my role? It all comes back to the more work and I I froze I phrased it originally as you, but I, I really mean myself and then hopefully anyone listening at, that you're doing individually and then us as a collective society. But the more work that I do of my own unpacking for whatever that means for me the more that I begin to rethink what I've been taught. Because when I, when I begin to think about, okay, well, what does it mean to be white? And what, do, what, what might it mean to be black? Of course, I'm never gonna know, I can't say that. Or like, what might it mean to be brown? Or like, what might it mean to not be able-bodied? And you start asking these questions and you start seeing the world differently, for me anyways, <laughs> then when it comes to the, the area um, in terms of gender where I, I do experience oppression in that way. It's like, okay, I've gained awareness of a bit more of my whiteness or a bit more of my able-bodiedness, but then how, what's the internalization of my own oppression when it comes to gender and women and being a woman? What does that look like? What does that mean in my life? So that's where these questions come from. And that's where this discussion comes from is basically like the more that we do this work of, on ourselves and looking at different areas the more we can begin to then apply it to so many different other contexts and realize hey there's so much missing from the story and again I'm not going to be able to speak to all of the people that were missing from history that I like from the privileges I do have but I'm aware that they're there and missing so then it's like okay how do we bring them to the table okay because I realize my voice in this way is missing now who's who else isn't at this table because I'm aware that I wasn't here and that there's still people missing. Like that's what it does is it, it's like, it's an expansion of your own reality and your own experience that even though you're not, you're never going to understand the experience of other people. The whole point of this is to expand so we can all get better and do better together. So that's a bit meta. I <laughs> went off a little bit. Um, but this is just a topic I'm super passionate about, especially as a woman where I like sex I am very sexual, not to everybody, okay, and not outwardly facing, and I do not invite that from other people, but, like, as some, as a woman who identifies as that, that I'm just, like, I don't feel like these messages are fucking accurate, like, this doesn't describe me, and, yeah, I might be a little bit more on one end of the spectrum versus another, or we'll say in the, like, what's the overlapping Venn diagram, in the middle of the Venn diagram, because I feel like that's a bit, it's more like a circle, maybe, of, like, it's not a spectrum of, it's so linear, it's, like, each position in the circle represents something different and I'm somewhere in the circle and someone else is going to be somewhere else. But I feel like so much of that circle is fucking missing, <laughs> at least when it comes to the women part of that conversation. And then of course, all of the other aspects that are missing as a result, of course, as well. But that's my problem with Darwin. Okay. 
So just so you know. Um, and I feel like bringing this up, it would automatically get dismissed or a large part or it'd be like, oh yeah, sure. But this is the way we do things. Well, we need to change that. Okay. And I would like to change that. <laughs> so that's why I'm bringing this up. Um, and I hope for those that also identify with me, whether you're a man, woman, neither, either, or both, however you identify, um, that you found something in this to rethink about, Hey, like what way do I feel like this, this narrative and story doesn't actually represent me and myself? And like, how can we rethink that to include more of what I think, but then also those other pieces that other people might be thinking and experiencing and feeling that I don't relate to. So yeah, that's it. That's the moral of the story. Um, this is only the beginning because it's such a fascinating topic to me and I would just also like the liberation of women which is still beginning um and the liberation of so many other groups of people but in this context the liberation of sexuality sex wanting it desiring it for women so yeah and we can't do it alone we do need men because uh, because even if you aren't (laughs) interested in dating men as a woman or person who identifies as a woman like even if you aren't interested in dating as someone who identifies as a man like you we we all exist together like we can we we are all part of this equation so we, we all need to be considered okay um yeah so i think it's helpful for everybody it has been over an hour i kind of anticipated this because it's just a juicy topic for me I think that's everything I can touch on today. That's all of the notes that I had. Um, if it's helpful to run over all seven of those points, you know, I'm going to do that really, really hella quick. So the first one, um, I mean, the main overall one is just whose voice is missing. Okay. And who wasn't allowed, what oppression and like lack of access, blah, blah, blah. blah. But then the other kind of sub seven points I had is that the numbers of who's having sex with who, when it comes to men and women, just don't statistically add up the contradiction between the spread, the seed and the provider messaging. The fact that women are burdened with children and childcare is number three, the power struggles that men kill and hurt are violent towards women that they have to consider when having sex is number four. Number five, is the female species um have started to evolve specific characteristics so men are being selective they are they're not just willy-nilly all over the fucking place i don't know why that makes me laugh in the context of this but i like held it in the first time but i was like oh that's kind of funny i think it's because i said willy um (laughs) and i'm five Uh, number six is um, the male gaze and projecting socialization. And number seven is that is again in line with the male gaze, but women don't want what men think they want. And men don't even want what they're told they, they have to want or should want and this, all of that stuff. So yeah, I think that's everything. I feel like I had an idea I wanted to add on to one of those points um but we're gonna leave it because it's been way too long oh my god it's one one ten an hour and ten holy shits thank you for listening i hope you liked it i hope it was enjoyable i feel fired the fuck up oh just thank you thank you if you made it this far um i hope you liked it i hope it brought you some new perspectives and views if you didn't really agree with me and you didn't like it well i hope you at least learned it 
learn something from it or a different perspective to add to your own or enhance your own. Um, Thank you for taking the time out of your day. I appreciate it so much. This has been wonderful for me. I hope you have an amazing day, evening, afternoon, wherever you are. And I will talk to you in the next episode. This has been Michaela Starrett, host of the topics of interest on sexuality and Darwin and the theories and what's missing. I really don't know how to summarize all this. And I'll talk to you next time. Bye.